0: Here we come blue and white and we're looking good we will be in for a fight and we fight pretty good Getting goals is our job and we get goals good Looking good, we are Carlisle United
1: Hello everyone, you're listening to the Brunton Bugle The number one place to get your Carlisle fix in the podcast world I'm Lee Rooney And I'm Doug McClellan it's back-to-back defeats for United as they go down to a 2-0 loss at the big spenders Stoppard County midweek. We look back on that loss at Edgeley Park while looking ahead to the first of a double header of league and cup ties against Tramway Rovers over the next week. Yeah, not an enjoyable trip to Cheshire in midweek, was it, Dan? You made no, the journey down really. as well, didn't you? And it was a bit of a damp squib in the end, really, but I mean... We'll talk about that in a sec, obviously, but I, I just didn't have a great feeling going into that game with you know suspensions and injuries, so I just felt maybe this is a game too far and proved to be, didn't
2: it? Yeah, well obviously I'd, I'd heard about Huntington earlier in the yeah. day, before it was sort of common knowledge and it was a bit like, you know, this is going to be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back.
1: And, and you just get that feeling, Stockport just getting that little bit of momentum out here, we'll talk about how- impressed we were with them later anyway but yeah just a bit of a frustrating one but there you go right should we get into it then so first up we've got the uh, the usual notices obviously telling you all about the you know sponsorship and things like that so, so yeah we're very proud to say that once again this season the podcast has been sponsored by the Cal United Sports Club London branch the London branch is open to all Cal United fans they've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston Singapore and of course every part of London and the southeast they regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events sports games and fundraising for the club They'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section this season too. You can find out more about the London branch at their website, carlalondonbranch.org. Just a reminder also, if you don't already, please do subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on any good podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts, Whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify, Pocket Casts, any good podcast app. If you just search it, the Brunton Bugle um, click subscribe. And then every time a new episode comes out, you will get it straight into your inbox. And if you don't already, please do uh, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Brunton Bugle. Uh, same address on Instagram, at Brunton Bugle. Um, if you search for the Brunton Bugle on uh, Facebook and click like, you can follow us there. And uh, yeah, we're also on the Be Just On Fear Not Facebook group, um, which is a fantastic community. Over 3,000 people in there would recommend joining it, definitely. Uh, we're on the net message board. And you can find us on email, bruntonbugle at gmail.com. Okay, Dan, that's all that usual... Uh, Guff, I think as you put it that way, out of the way. Obviously not guff that the London Batch is sponsoring us, it's very good of them. Um into the news section, there's no news. It's fairly quiet of late, isn't it, really, in terms of off the pitch sort of yeah, news and things. So yeah. Um oh, One thing I will say is they've confirmed the kickoff date for the Tranmere Rovers FA Cup game, so that's gonna kick off on as we expected, Saturday, the fifth of November at three PM. If you're a season ticket holder, you can get a half price ticket for this game. So it's only £7.50 a ticket, which is pretty good, isn't it, to be fair? for Yeah, it's, you, you can't knock them that, can you? No, it's you can't not. That. Otherwise, it's £15, I think, for pretty much all areas, isn't it, whether it's standing or seating. Yeah. So uh, decent enough, to be fair, in the end. Um, let's do a very quick Lone Watch roundup, Dan, because there's not much to cover, is there, really? Because there was only a couple of midweek games for, for our players. Um, first up, Max Kilspie wasn't involved for Annan in the uh, Scottish FA Cup game, was he? no some some game this was wasn't it oh incredible i mean they played against junior side pollock um i mean it's a junior level sort of below lowland league and highland league that feeds in isn't it basically um, but a
2: lot of the teams are probably
1: better yeah because they, they've they've got a bit of money behind them and they're not too fussed about yeah. getting into the scottish league setup are they um, this was picked as a tv game for the reason and yeah. so it proved because yeah, pollock are a, have always been a very strong junior side haven't they and uh I, don't think, I think is, I've seen the goals, and I don't think Annan played that badly. There were some brilliant goals scored in this game, it really was. Um, but they obviously lost 4-3 to uh, to Pollock. Um, they'll, he'll be hoping to return to the Manchester United squad for the Gallabankies this weekend. They host Dumbarton in Scottish League 2. They're struggling down at the bottom, we're only one point off the bottom at the moment, aren't they, Annan? So, tough times for Peter Murphy there. Um, Lewis Bell didn't have a midweek game for Gretna. Uh, the Anvils face Bonus United in the Lowland League at Radial Park this weekend. Uh no midweek game either for Lewis Boyd, um for Carlisle City. They travel to Newton Aycliffe in the Northern League Premier sorry, Northern League Division One. I should get that right. I put Premier League there. It's not actually, is it? Um at the weekend he's already made six appearance to them. It's a good experience for them, isn't it? Really? Getting, getting a bit of time get, getting a bit of game time at uh non yeah. Yeah. league level. Um and finally Sam Fishburn. Another appearance for him. He's now up to ten appearances um in his uh time with the cup. he's been there for about a month and a half now hasn't he actually he's been there a while hasn't he yeah
2: it's been a oh, little while now he's yeah. settled a bit better
1: yeah he, he played 83 minutes in the for the midweek trip to games for trinity uh that finished a 1-1 draw um we'll, we'll cover that in the x file section later on again uh this weekend uh seventh place the highwayman uh home to marine i think marine just a place below them as well possibly the so leagues that should be a good game that, for them and there you go well let's get on to the match review section then dan um yeah, Stockport 2, Carl United nil. One of those evenings, I think it's fair to say, just it just didn't really work for United. They never really got going. Certainly not the race's first half. Change of half-time Nothing. changed it up, but ne- never really felt like we were going to get into the game, did it?
2: No, th- first half we were atrocious, to be quite honest. Uh, mm. We went 1-0 down, and I think everyone just thought, if we can get to half-time at 1-0, yeah. We can maybe try and do something, mm. but uh, no, it was just just poor out, wasn't it? There's not there's not much you can say. It was just
1: it's, yeah, it, it, it was just it just felt very flat. I mean, the atmosphere was flat because of the it. Reminded lack of me the, like, of on that. Yeah, it reminded
2: me of the crew game where we grew nil nil. Where yeah. just sort of the recent run of games just sort of caught up with us again and. You know, the injuries and whatnot and we you know, we we started Harris, but we played him in about four positions in half an hour.
1: Yeah, which is you know that's not fair on the lad, is it? We'll we'll talk no, about no. him a little bit later on, but yeah, it wasn't great for him. So obviously in terms of team selection, obviously Edmo was out with suspension. Um Simo shuffled the pack slightly, brought in uh, Jaden Harris for a start and uh, pushed Jordan Gibson up front alongside Dennis. Don't think that really worked no. when he started it. It was, just wasn't really the the right way of playing and um, and yeah. First half, I mean, I I've picked out chances. There's not a huge amount of chances in the game, was there really? I've left a few no, no, here, but I'll put them in later. But yeah, I mean, early on, in fact, to be honest, did we have a chance of note? Well, no, sorry, we did, didn't we? Corey Whelan had a header, I think, for us in the first half that was headed just wide. Um, but it was mostly Stockport on the attack. That, I was quite impressed with them. I thought they look a much better side than their league position suggests so far, the, the way they played football. Um, early on, uh, Miles Hippolyte who's probably one of the star men for them he nearly scored a spectacular over a kick didn't he with um mm-hmm. the corner came he headed back to him and he it and he, he was only a yard or two over I think Thomas Oli did have it covered if it was low enough yeah. but um, but then the goal came and uh, it's a weird one this goal I think it's a combination of us not defending very well but also a brilliant little bit of play by Paddy Madden to play the ball forward to, um, to Hippolyte so essentially we lost the ball sort of deep in the stop or half Ball's played out to Madden. He cuts inside and he plays... It's a brilliant free ball, isn't it, to Hippolyte? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely perfect. Cuts, cuts our defence in half. Callum Guy just doesn't track Hippolyte for me on this one. I think he, he just goes to sleep a little bit. Hippolyte's away and then finishes well from the edge of the box. Do you think Holy maybe could have got out a bit quicker and got come out a bit further? Yeah, maybe, but I don't think he'd have been able to do much. No, I think it's one of those ones. It's just, you know, as a keeper... You're going to have to sell yourself, aren't you, really, if you get too close, that's the thing. So he, he tried yeah. to give himself much, as much time as possible. And really cool finish from Hippolyte. Um, yeah, there was there's one other good save from Holy. Actually, wasn't it just before halftime as well from a, from a header that he he, he palmed wide. Um, into the second half. Bringing on Jack Stratton made a big difference, didn't it, I think? We, we looked a lot more lively. Um, caused a few problems early on. Um, there, there was one chance particular. I think um, before the goal, um, good bit of play down the left by Stretton. He gets a shot away, comes nicely to Gibson, and he hits it. And it's one of those ones. It looks better at first. You know, Glan's probably from your side. It probably looked very close because you were on the side, weren't you, rather than behind the goal. Yeah, yeah. But actually, it was going well wide. <laughs> it left his yeah. left foot, you can see that from the camera angle went afterwards. But um, yeah, that 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 was. Kind of at that point you thought, okay, we might well get into this, especially Stretton causing the problems down the left. But then, what do you know? Um, they get one on the break, and again, is there a question that we could have defended this a bit better?
2: Um, maybe, but you know, we're one nil down. We're chasing it a little bit. Yes. You know, you, you're going to leave gaps, aren't you?
1: I, I feel like Callum Guy maybe could have stopped. Had man in a bit sooner maybe and we yeah. stopped him turning inside but it was a nice little bit of interchange play after that um, the lad gets the ball into the box and I mean Kyle Wotton's towering over thin back isn't he I don't think he's going to yeah. be stopping him to get to that header and Holy's not a good chance here for him beyond that um, United's best chance of the game in the second half especially was um, Christian Dennis It was a lovely little lofted ball into the box by Moxon he was doing this a lot in pre-seasons wasn't he Moxon he hasn't had a chance to do it as much yeah. since the season started but he was a nice lofted ball over the defence not quite perfect for for Dennis. That's not saying it's a bad ball, but if it had a little bit less on it, he wouldn't have had to stretch as much as it was. He He's, was stretching to get to the ball. He did, he
2: did well to connect. How he did? I was on the perfect angle for him yeah. on the side, and
1: he did well to get the shot off. I thought, you know, I hundred percent agree. It it, it it was. It's not. that It was a bad ball. It just. he just needed a little bit less on it, and he wouldn't have had to stretch. And as it was, he was stretching on his weaker right foot and. Yeah, he did very well to actually even hit the post. To be honest, it looked to me like he was going to hit it wide when he first hit it. Yeah. But, um bit unlucky with that. Um, but to be honest, they could have had a couple more, couldn't they? Really on the break. I think there was one. Holy made a couple of really good saves. One in particular from Paddy Madden, from a sort of header from the penalty spot that he just managed to claw wide of the post. And uh, and that was it really. It, it, again, it just felt very flat. And I mean, when you look at the bare f- stats of the game, Dan. Possession-wise, we weren't that far behind. I didn't feel like it was like that during the game, but we, we must have had a lot more of the ball second half because the first half, we definitely felt like they were well on top.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: But chances, I mean, the 16 chance shots they had and five were on target, we had eight and one on target. Obviously, the one hitting the post doesn't count as on target, but um, yeah, it, it, it kind of felt like best best side one, basically, didn't they? Essentially, <laughs> there, yeah. there was not yeah. much to argue about, was there? And... Um, yeah should, should, should we get straight into the six second reviews yeah this yeah. one now first up uh, we'll have young craig robson who's a regular contributor you you went down in the car with him didn't you and he was yeah he was sitting... well,
2: obviously craig wasn't driving his dad was but, uh, <laughs> yeah. me and my mate got a lift with
1: him so but apparently he was very critical wasn't he of the uh, of the performance you said so uh, let's mm. hear what he actually had to say in his six second review
3: well it's carlisle isn't it what more can you expect after a disappointing Saturday afternoon, we really had to bounce back with a win and to not start a run of us losing, but it didn't happen. Again, we were destroyed by the injuries and suspensions, and we definitely missed Huntington at the back, and we had no attacking threat at all. I think that Moxon needs a big rest. When he came in, he set a level, and the second he falls below that level, the team falls apart. And no disrespect to the Scottish Leagues, but there because there are some really decent players, but it is a really big step up, especially considering that he was sitting in a van day after day after day. He needs a little rest so that he can get back to the level he said at the start of the season. But here lies the problem, because all the midfielders on the bench don't fit in the team as well as Moxon. Anyhow, now I've spent so much time talking about the injuries, let's get into the game. Defensively, like I said, we were poor. Feeney and Whelan couldn't deal with them. Then in midfield, we kept making stupid passes or losing possession too easily and then Dennis and Gibson didn't really get in behind them until the second half. Second half performance was a lot better, even though we conceded another goal. But I think Gibson had a really bad game on Tuesday, and he obviously got his fifth yellow, which means he can't play at Tramia. But hopefully Huntington will be back for Saturday, and he can get the defence by the scruff of the neck and stop them from scoring. All in all, a poor performance that needs to be worked on, but a fantastic travelling support of 1,116 up
1: the blues another very comprehensive uh, report there from Craig wasn't it Don? yeah
2: um, the, well, one one thing he mentioned that we haven't really uh, yeah. and I, I said it on the night uh, we struggled to keep the ball was like a hot potato
1: yeah you know we just struggled well, to keep possession many a time you know first half especially I think his, his point about Gibson I think he's maybe a little bit harsh on Gibson because it's funny because we uh, in the pub afterwards a couple of stockpot fans I was talking to they were raving about Gibson, saying he was your best player. I really like the look of him. He's really good on the ball, isn't he? And I think second half he looked a lot better. I think first half he looked lost playing up front. It just didn't I think him, did
2: he? I think the problem Gibson had was his only outlet really was Christian Dennis. and yeah. he can't work out where he's going to go every time. You know, he he was looking for runs coming from the midfield, and mm. it, it wasn't happening. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it, was, it was a tough one. I, I, I think he, the booking's frustrating, really, because of all the people to lose at the moment, losing him is not really ideal, is it? We're a little bit short. Yeah, it's this, well, right?
2: especially as we don't really have a like-for-like like with both Hilton and
1: Devitt out, you know. Exactly, yes. I mean, Jaden Harris will try his hardest in that position, but that's not his role. That's us be fair. No. He, he's certainly more you one you'd bring in for Gaio Moxon, isn't he? Um, his comments on Moxon, interesting. Um. I think the problem is at the moment. He's, he's right that we haven't really got any options really to bring into. There's to no, nobody, nobody to give him a rest now and again. Is there? That? That's a problem. I mean, charters, maybe a push. Maybe you do that for the FA Cup game. Give Charters running that one. Maybe possibly. I don't know. But maybe, maybe. But that, it, 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 it's a fair but Maybe he's tiring a little bit. I mean, I, I feel like he had a much better second half, Moxon. When when things changed up, I thought actually Guy was the. the they all they run all run. did
2: to be they all did to be honest because yeah. first half were pretty poor
1: yeah we were pretty poor indeed and it, I think he's right about getting Huntington back in all will help but that's not a criticism yeah, yeah. of the defenders we, we know they're all good defenders but I think when you lose Huntington from it you do lose a little bit of that leadership against a, a against a clever forward like Paddy Madden who had a really good game actually for for Stockport I think he was probably lucky you know, if he got a goal I think he would have been their man of the match I think it's only yeah. the Hippolyte score that he and had a decent game that he got the man of the match um, yeah I think really good assessment there Craig fair play um, what other points did he pick up on there? I'm trying to think of anything else that, um, that he said might be worth talking about, but I think I think he summed it up pretty well, didn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No argument there. Right, let's do another quick uh, six-second review. This one's from Greg Bulman, uh, one of another one of our regular contributors,
0: and here's what he had to say. Hi, Ali. Um, thoughts on Tuesday? I thought the better team won. We weren't at the races at all, but I just think the injuries have mounted up on us now. We've got very little going forward now. I thought Stockport looked a well organized team there was nothing spectacular but they were just well organized and they were clinical in the chances that they took um it, yeah it's just the injuries are mounting up and it's going to be like this for a couple of weeks now i think in hindsight we have been overachieving this season um the reaction in the ground was quite surprising there was a few people saying that oh it's the same old carlisle They've, buckled under a big crowd i've seen people on facebook saying like how rubbish that they've been and let us down and i think a lot of our fans have lost sight of where we were in february so um i'm still confident that we'll have a decent season we've been good up to this point i'm not worried about um where we're going to be at the end of the season i just think we're going to have a few weeks where it's going to be really really tough and um you might expect some bad results, but up the blues we we'll go again.
1: I think I think that's a really good point by Greg there. I, I asked him to do one because I'd seen him comment on the official Facebook page about this, and I am I am on his side this. Dan, I don't know what your thoughts are. It, it was a fantastic away following again. You know, one thousand on a Tuesday night all the way to Stockport. Brilliant. Can't fault that and I don't think actually the fans in the the ground I think generally most of the ones I spoke to were like yeah it is one game too far we're struggling with injuries I think the reaction on social media afterwards has been so OTT I don't know what you think yeah a little bit this,
2: you know I'm just looking at the league table here you know we're still 10th yeah
1: we're 3 points or 4th you know, and actually and we, if we're we not game in hand we're only you know we're only yeah we're only um, three, we'll 4 seventh. points yeah, I think we'd, be, we'd only be four there's points off it. A...
2: There's a couple of games where if we'd had a bit more strength in depth, but we haven't got duty injuries, yeah. you know, we'd probably,
1: we'd probably be third or fourth. Yeah. You know, it's... I think there needs to be a bit of realism. Mean, I think that, because, I mean, some of the things that I'd seen, and it was on the thread that Greg commented on, I think it was on the, the full-time post from the club on the Facebook page, was people saying, yeah. oh, an absolute disgrace, no effort, not trying terrible performance to put on in front of that big way, fans that's the kind of talk you put up when you've been beaten 5-0 away at mid-table side.
3: Not
1: yeah. 2-0 yeah. against, arguably, what is probably the biggest budget in the division, you know, who have a big crowd of their own as well. And it is difficult to create a good atmosphere in that ground. They, they
2: were coming off the back of a good win at
1: Salford on the Saturday as well. Yeah. I, I I think sometimes, I think, I think there needs to be a little bit of a reality check for some of our fans. We are overachieving this season. I think, to be honest, we probably need a reality check on on, on the pod as well because I think we've got a bit excited a couple of times and then with these injuries just staying steady at about nine or ten players out, you've got yeah. to some, take a step at one point because you can get away with it for a few weeks, but then when you get to the point where that midfield free has had to play pretty much every game, you know, we've not been able to rotate them. Christian Dennis has been able to play full 90 minutes when... Really, you want to be able to give him 20 minutes rest here and there, don't you, really, to keep him yeah, fresh yeah. for games. Again, your wing-backs are playing every single game. You've got you've got to, at some point, something will give, and it's probably the worst possible game we could have had at the moment with all the injury problems we've had. If we'd been going to something like Harrogate or Rochdale, I'd have fancied us to still do something, maybe. But at Stockport, they're just starting to pick up a little bit. They've yeah. got the resources behind. They've got quality. I mean, like we said, Paddy Madden was excellent for them. Carl Wotton as well up front. I thought, you know, horsefall at the back was able to handle what we had in attack because we, we were so limited really well. And I just think maybe, maybe we just need, to, need a little bit of a reality check because I think mid-table this season, even, even if, you know, how good a start we've had, would still be a brilliant achievement. It's early days still. We could still well go for the place. We could still go for top three. But we, we need to be a bit more cautious, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I think it, the fact we are 10th with as many injuries as we've had mm. shows that we are doing all right. It's, yeah. you know, if we still have as many injuries come January, mm. we'll probably dig and give him a few quid.
1: Yeah. I, I, I feel as well that it's also easy for, for people to forget that we played for an hour with 10 men at the weekend and they ran themselves into the ground in that game to try and get a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were, and we basically, we couldn't really change that team much other than bringing in Feeney and, um, and Harris. All the rest had to pretty much play because we just didn't have the numbers. So I, I just think some. I think some of the fans just need to calm down a little bit. They get far, far too overexcited sometimes. And I think Simo knows it wasn't great. I mean, I, Simo was talking about, you know, we had to get ourselves out of a rut here. And I think there's people talking about a three-game losing run. Now, obviously, we don't recognise one of those games on this podcast. And I, I think, actually, if you, any other fan should take a look and think, don't worry about that Barrow game. It means nothing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it means nothing in, in, in the grand scheme of things, of a unbeaten run or anything like that. It doesn't. You know, we, we've lost two games. We've basically lost two games to one, narrowly to the team that's top of the league when playing for an hour with 10 men and the other to the biggest spending club in the division who are starting to hit a little red patch of form and backed by a big crowd with, you know, basically only one fit striker to start the game at least. So, yeah, I think it think needs to be a little bit calm from that anyway. But um, oh, a couple of other points I picked out, Dan. Um, how impressed were you with Stockport? I mean, we don't always talk about the opposition here, but I, I, interestingly, Greg said that he felt it was a really well-drilled well-old Alvin not too many impressive players I, I tend to agree with him I think in attack they've got a couple of really decent players but I mean the fact that they were able to bring Anthony Sarcevic off the bench later yeah, tells yeah. you how good they are doesn't
2: it I think they were just very well drilled and organised you know they all seem to know their job they've, they've got quite a ex- bit of experience in the team oh.
1: uh, yeah they, was, they, were, they were decent you know one of the better teams we've played so far I mean, Mike's made the point isn't it? That there always seems to be a team who are well fancied but struggle early on but once they hit the stride, they they get themselves at the league. In the last three years, you've had Bolton and Bristol Rovers, haven't you? So, yeah, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if Stockport did the same. A um, couple more points before we move on, Dan. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Jaden Harris being the fall guy in this game. Um, mm. You got—I've seen a lot of stick from people online about this. And you know what? I thought he had a really good game against Orient at the weekend. I thought he got really involved. He really helped us in a game like that to be to battling. And uh, you've mentioned it already. He played about three or four different positions in the first half against... Yeah. He played, like, up front, on the wing, back into midfield. I think there's a little bit too much expectation on Harris
2: because he's been signed on a three-year deal. Now, I think he's been signed on a three-year deal as a little bit of a project. Yeah. Simo, obviously, sees something in him. The problem he's had is, due to the amount of injuries in various positions... He's sort of become jack of all, master of none, you know. Yeah. He, he's probably played more football than we were wanting him to, yeah, but that's just because of how many injuries we've had, yeah. And you know, the, the lad's still learning, you know, he's, he's come out of under 21s stroke conference football, he's he's still learning, you know. It's
1: yeah,
2: I, I, I just think we need to give him a,
1: a bit of a chance, yeah, absolutely. And, and he's had some good games, like that Orient game, and you know what his first start for us against Shrewsbury in the, in the League Cup, I thought he had a really good game that night. You know, He got himself really about, I mean, he needs to learn how to rein in some of his tackles occasionally, but you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's decent enough. It was a disjoint performance all round and I don't think he was the worst, you know, in, in terms of performance in that game at all. Like I said, I thought, considering how good he was at the weekend, I thought Callum Guy actually had a poor game. I, I, felt, I felt like that was one of a game catching up on him a little bit, that one, hence why he was subbed off, I think, later on for, for Toby. Um, Speaking of which, let's talk about the two players uh, who came on as subs, Um, More minutes for Toby and Jack Stratton. That's got to be good news, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I listened, we had Radio Cumbria on the radio on the way back, and yeah. we heard Paul Simpson's post-match, and he said that Stratton didn't even train properly on the Monday. Mm. He came in Tuesday morning, did a bit with the physio, and basically said, yeah, I feel good, and they didn't want to risk him 90, that's... but they were like, well, if you feel good, we'll, we'll take the gamble and switch uh, wood, he came through it OK.
1: The positive there has to be he's done a full 45. He was still doing a lot of running later on in the game, so he clearly wasn't yeah, yeah. in pain or struggling. Hopefully he can start the weekend, because we could really do with him being in there. Couldn't we? really to help De- Christian Dennis at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for Toby...
2: Especially with Gibson out, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and for Toby, still looking a little bit rusty, but... That's I've... only natural. I mean, Simo's expectation was that he was going to play a couple of reserve games this next month, wasn't he? Yeah. To get himself yeah. up and I think the feeling was he probably maybe wouldn't be used on the bench until then properly. But yeah. as it is, he's getting his 12 minutes here and there and it might actually help him get back to fitness quicker. So Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was one point where he did really well down the left actually and I think he won as a corner as well. So, he's, you know, he's, he's getting there. He's getting there slowly but surely. But, but yeah, I think overall we just look back at it Dan, don't we, and just say, you know what, it's one of those days, wasn't it? Yeah. Just didn't quite work out. Right. Um, do we want to do a quick lead two up I mean, There's a huge amount to talk about, really. I mean, I'm just looking through some of the results here. Uh, I mean, Orient and Stevenage both got themselves uh, midweek wins, I think. I'm trying to see where Northampton like were yeah. pegged, pegged back by Sutton, weren't they? From yeah, two a bit of a disappointment for Northampton. They're, they're having a little bit of a wobbling form. But like I said, Orient and Stevenage get themselves back with wins. Um, Crawley Town are picking up a few results since uh former United trialist Lewis Young um took over as caretaker there, hasn't it? Haven't they? They've done pretty well. Yeah. Just a shame that there's a bit of a sideshow with the sidemen, isn't there? There at the moment, the young the YouTubers that apparently uh having an extended trial and could be on the bench for their FA Cup game. I And i would be funny, but that if I was a young player at that club around, I'd turn around and say, What you're letting these clowns come in because anyone watch that any bits from that YouTube charity game that the week would tell you it was a farce it wasn't a proper game of football yeah I mean I just I, I feel for the genuine Crawley fans because it can't be much fun at the moment uh, Barrow's yeah. got themselves back to winning way so they've gone ahead of us in the table but uh, they, there you go yeah, part of the pool's online. still struggling Noah. oh really struggling I mean I, that five bolt.
2: defeats in a row in all competitions wow. F- fift-
1: 15 goals in them five games conceded well this is the thing with with Curl I remember when he was our manager he took over he had a little bounce at the start didn't he and yeah. then he has the wobble, doesn't he? And I think that's when he gets into them, basically, and starts ripping into them. And he might be trying to think: Can I hold on till January here and get a couple of reinforcements in? But yeah. might not get the chance the way it's going. It could be a tough one. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I think that sums it up enough, Mike. Uh, Dan, sorry, didn't he say Mike? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Let, let's have Shocking. a little. I know. Let's have a little break, and then we'll come back and preview the tramway game.
2: Hi, I'm O'Moxon, and you're listening to the Brunton Bugle.
1: There's a the Denton home pillow himself taking us into the second half. Uh, just a reminder as well, obviously you can, you can still catch our interviews with both Owen Moxon and Thomas Holy, uh, up on our, um, on our podcast feed. So just go and search it and you can find them there, download them and listen to them at your leisure. We'll hopefully have another one early next week. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to try and pretend it's a secret Here is because I've told, I've said it twice on a Twitter space now and on when we spoke to the stopwatch guys. Christian Dennis. So hoping the Christian Dennis interview will be up early next week. So uh, that'll be a, another good one to listen to. He was a, another, another great chat we had. Um, right. Tramir Rovers preview time. Dan, should we, should we do Mike's quiz question first? He's got a quick quiz for a question. Yeah. For Here we go.
2: So this week's completely random player that played for both teams is John
1: Welsh. How many t- how many games did he play for the Blues? And I, I'm sure he had a three month loan, and I think he played quite a few games in that time. Maybe I'm gonna I reckon 13. Maybe I'm gonna go for Ooh, this. Oh, I'm trying to think roughly when about he came. You know what? He was he, he played we, in John Ward's last ever game. He was that's when he was. He was
2: play. at Hull when he came here, wasn't he? From memory, I think so. Yeah. I don't think it's that many, you
1: know. Yeah, you reckon it's less? Yeah. Okay, what are you going to go for? What number are you going to go for? Ooh, I want to say half a dozen. So you're going you're to go 12? Oh, sorry, half six, sorry. One. Half a dozen, sorry. I'm, I'm still half there. Right, you're going six, I'm going 13. Uh, well, let's get the answer now. Let's not weigh around. Uh, what is the answer, Mike?
2: And the answer is four.
1: Wow. Oof. Is that it? I'm genuinely shocked by that. He's catching us out with a few of these, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Four. A bit. I'm sure he played more than that. Well, I saw one of those four because it was John. I'm pretty sure he played in John Ward's last game in charge at Stockport. Uh, yeah, that, one of the three times I've been. I've never. I've been three times actually. I've never seen us win there.
2: I've just pulled him up now on oh, four, soccer
1: base. Yeah, he played
2: four league games and two cup games.
1: Oh, so you're having six, out of you, are you?
2: <laughs> no 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 he did say league only I I okay. The
1: six. okay uh
2: yes he did play at stockport in the three nil he played greys home and away
1: oh, right
2: if evening, you I remember we also had a game called off against them didn't we because of yes, light it was failure.
1: abandoned wasn't it we were losing yeah. that game so that, that was good he, he was
2: only with us for about four and a half to five weeks Blimey.
1: i was sure he was for three months for some reason mm. i don't know why but there you go all right, well, there's another good one there from Mike. Um, right, so into the preview. Um, we haven't got an away pod this week. I've just not had the time. A very, very busy week. I'm away this weekend, as I've said before, so uh, not had a chance. What I'll do is I'll try and sort one out for next week when we play Tranmere, again, in the FA Cup. Um, so there you go. Uh, in terms of away pubs for this game, uh, the London branch is recommending the Tranmere Rovers fan zone, which is located in a marquee behind the main standard printer park. If you haven't been before, go to it. It's really, really good, actually. It's a really good setup They've got their... Um, uh yeah keeps you nice and dry if it's raining as well so it's all good. Um right so let's get preview of the game done done. Uh referee for this one uh Carl Boyson a very experienced referee isn't he? He's a name that you just recognize don't you. 21st season as an EFL referee. Wow. Uh, that's quite that's quite a feat isn't it really. Um he's taken charge of six games so far this season handing out 17 yellow cards and no red cards. I'd imagine he's probably winding his career down, isn't he? He's not really doing as many of lots of things. Uh, Last season, he handed out 95 yellows and five reds in 25 games. And uh, the last United game he took charge of was Paul Simpson's first game in charge in his second spell, the 1-0 win at Leighton Orient, where he sent off Theo Archibald. In that game, yeah, he wasn't quite as well behaved in that time round, was he? <laughs> Compared against the way he played against it. Oh, he was he was super for boring, wasn't he, in that first half last week. Yeah. Real real quality play he was, but there you go. Head to head record. Um United, uh it's a ninety second meeting between the two sides, I should say. United have got thirty five wins to Rovers' thirty eight and eighteen games have finished in a draw. Um Trammy Rovers then, Dan. What do your thoughts on them? 'Cause it kind of feels like they've really overachieved, also over oh, underachieved. Sorry, over the last couple of seasons. The
2: strange
1: team, Trammy. They're a bit
2: like ourselves. Oh. In the, they probably could and should be higher up the pyramid.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, 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 they...
2: You know, they've got they've got a similar size ground to us. Yeah, they get quite similar crowds.
1: We're quite similar clubs, really, aren't we? And they've got a big catchment area as well, and and. I know you've got Liverpool and Trammere nearby, sorry, Liverpool and Ever- Everton nearby, but but both of you know, both fans of both of those clubs I know from from work will go and watch Trammet. So you yeah, get yeah. people who will pop along to so I'll go and watch it. I think they get it a lot more than for instance like a Rochdale or a Stockport or clubs like yeah, that do yeah. from Man United and Man City. They get a lot of scouts basically, like, Oh, we'll pop over to for a game this this weekend yeah, and, yeah. and on the Wirral I mean the it's a huge number of people living in the Wirral, and they are the team of Wirral, so yeah, um, I just feel like over the last couple of seasons, in terms of what they've had in the squad and stuff, I know Mickey Mellon's come back just over what a year and a half ago now. I think, yeah, I just feel like that maybe last season they should have done better. I think, obviously, well, against us, that game against us, the 2-2 draws are an example, really, isn't it? Where they, A game where they should have really wrapped it up against us and they let it slip away in injury time. I think that's what cost them a playoff place in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, the...
2: Yeah, they just, I don't know, I just, I, I think when I was really getting into football, was, they were the championship team. Yeah. You know, yeah. drawing them at home in the cup instantly brought memories of uh, 97 when Aldridge got sent off, you know. Yeah, our, that, was consider, that was considered a giant killing then.
1: Yeah, for our younger yeah. fans, maybe not. don't remember, but so we basically played them in, it was late 96, wasn't it actually, it would have been, because it would have been second. No, no sorry, it was, you're right. It was, well, early, it was third no. round, because we was got Sheffield in the fourth. You're right. You're absolutely right there. So yeah. it was. It was early January, uh, and it was just after, the East stand had been open for a bit by then, hadn't it? Really, and it was decent yeah. crowding. And and basically, John Aldridge absolutely lost his head in this game. He was player manager for Tranmere back then. It was called off on the Saturday and yeah. then played on the midweek. And and it, yeah, he, he just lost his head. Did he get sent off for abusing the the linesman or something like that? Wasn't it in the end? I think. Yeah. He just. Yeah. He just went do well, obviously got sent off and we, we picked up was it a 1-0 win thanks to a an Archdeacon penalty if I remember rightly off the top of my head I'm pretty sure an Archdeacon scored whether it was a penalty or not more often than not it was for him wasn't it so uh, <laughs> so yeah so that's another one bringing back great memories and both me and you'll remember the uh, a few years later we played in the FA Cup as well didn't we at Prenton Park when, by this point they were a well, second division league one side then um, not quite as good was there was it <laughs> A 6-1 defeat. No, no. Yeah, pretty pretty dreadful all round that was that day anyway. Um, let's talk about their current squad then, Dan. Um bit, bit of quality in there, I think, still. You know, they they let a few big players go in the summer. But up front, especially, Kane Hemmings is someone, you know, who's got a Kyle United link, of course, hasn't he? His dad, Tony, was a Kyle United player yeah. in the early noughties. Yeah, um, yeah Kane, he's... He's done okay since going, hasn't he? He scored a few goals. He's scored quite a few goals for Burton at the level above. But he's he's maybe not quite scored as many for Tram as far. Elliot Nevitt's an interesting one, isn't he? They signed him from, was it from Vauxhall Motors, I think it was, in the summer. And, um, and, and sorry, not this summer, last summer. Didn't look quite, I think when he played against us last season, early in the season at Brunton Park, he looked unfit. He looked a bit of a big lad, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he looked like yeah, he'd come from yeah. low and on leagues. Because, yeah, there was, there was someone in my work who mentioned about Elliot Nevett that obviously he was not looking in great shape at the start of their season, but he's the, the the first example of a player going away at Christmas and coming back looking better shape than he did before <laughs> yeah. like And he looks like a football league player now and he's he's been really good for them, to be fair. So he's he's been a real find. I mean, to get someone from such a low level. I, mean, I can't remember if he, he was either... Warrington, Ryland, possibly, or Vauxhall Motors. I can't which one they signed him from, but it was a very low level they signed him from, and he's done really well for them. Um, I mean, oh, I've put off talking about it for long enough. Should we talk about Dinel Simiou? Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly who. Um, Unlike a lot
2: of our fans, I don't get emotionally attached to many loan players. No. He was, He had his time for us. Yeah. It was welcome. We appreciate it but he's not here now. So good luck to
1: him. Yeah. And I apart, tend, apart from Saturday and Saturday. I tend to agree with you on that one. I think, I think he, I love the fact that he bought into it when he was on loan and you, you, oh, really, yeah, yeah, you yeah. always appreciate that because a lot of loan players don't, you know, they, they, they come and they go and you know, that, that that's the way it is. I'm not fussed about the fact that we didn't sign him this summer. I think if you, if you gave me a choice and said to me, all right, you can either get Dinel Simeo again on a season long loan or you can sign Paul Huntington on a one-year deal and potentially he could end up staying longer. I'd say, thank you very much, I'll have Paul Huntington any day of the week. He's got that now. he's got the experience and there's every chance he's going to spend the next three or four years playing for us, isn't there? Paul Huntington, yeah. if he can keep himself fit and, you know, be, be playing most weeks. And and he well, gives that lead.
2: No, let, let's be honest, would, would you get in our team? If, if our back three is all fit, at the moment, it's Feeney, Huntington, Mellish. Does, does he get in ahead the of
1: them? Um, I think it's a very close one between him and and Feeney for that right-sided centre back. Nah,
2: not for me. Not for me. I,
1: I I I think I probably would go with Feeney. I think I'd agree with you, but I feel like coming forward, some of you might offer a little bit more, a bit more energy. I think
2: but... I think he'd be stuck like Barkley's going to be when he comes back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think he, Yeah, you're probably right. To be fair, like I said, I. I, I there was a big thing like, oh, why didn't we wait? And you know, we could have got him. The only, for me, the only reason Tranmere have got him is because Southampton waited to see if they could get a Championship or League One club. Oh yeah, team. yeah. None of them did, and fair play Tramir, they've seen the opportunity. Yeah, let's get this lad on loan and taking it. Absolutely, the way to do it if you've got that chance. We didn't have the time to wait around, and we also had the option to bring Paul Huntington in. Brilliant, let's get Paul Huntington in and have three or four years of him at his peak at this level playing for us absolute no brainer for me there's no reason why Paul Holmes if he can keep himself fit can't keep playing as long as Peter Clark has uh, you know for Tramier and Walsall is is that now I genuinely think he's that good a player so yeah I'm, I'm not as fussed on it I'm sure some of our younger fans are probably a bit more excited about it and you know to and I'm sure in the past I've got very excited about players before. I used to really like Tony Hemmings when he played for us, which you know I was one of a very limited few people who did. We before. we
2: all have our various
1: quirks, Lee. Indeed, indeed we do. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've got some very obscure players who weren't that good that you're a big fan of as well, Dan. So, oh,
2: that uh... I could do a special on it.
1: Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking for the rest of the I mean, bringing Paul Lewis back in the summer was quite a decent move for them as well because he did all right in Northampton, didn't he? Obviously, any of could ones, I talk about I? Paul McGregor for an hour? I reckon we could. We could talk about him and his indie career. We, we could play some of his music, couldn't we? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Isn't he not doing yeah. a podcast or something? I'm sure he's, he's launching his own podcast as well, Paul McGregor. Possibly. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, and yeah, they, I, I just, I, I don't feel it's quite as strong a squad as last season, Tranmere, but that still should be a strong enough squad to get the playoffs, shouldn't it, I'd have Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd imagine if they don't, that'll probably be it for Mickey Millen, I suspect. Cause you would Missouri, think, wouldn't I mean, you? Yeah, you would think. Yeah. Uh, last time out, um, they were held to a second consecutive uh, draw by one of the division's early strugglers, because um, Rochdale picked up a, a point at Prenton Park. Uh, both goals came in the first half, Ian Henderson for Rochdale, and then... Four minutes later, uh, Kane Hemmings on 39 minutes equalised. Um, I think they'll be disappointed by that one. Yeah, especially as they've been on such a good run. But I mean, what, what, yeah, yeah. Maybe the way they look at it is though they're seven games unbeaten now. To be fair, and the yeah, first fa- and the first five games in that run, five wins and five clean sheets. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good going. So maybe you are going to drop off a little bit about that. Yeah, interesting yeah. point though. They did make a single substitution in this game, did they? that really shocked me that I was like you don't see that very often at this level do you especially if you're chasing a game as well you'd think you'd throw someone on but clearly didn't think people on the bench were going to offer enough did he so (laughs) yeah strange one that one um it's going to be a tough one though isn't it because they've got the second best defensive record in the division they've only conceded 11 goals in 15 games the only team we've conceded less uh Leighton Orient who've conceded nine um should be noted two of those goals against Leighton Orient came against us so yeah quite incredible that isn't it um yeah, so... I, I don't know. Let's talk about United then quickly, Dan. Um, this is a really tough one to judge, isn't it? Because, obviously, Gibson's not suspended. Who's available? But the thing is, it's who's available. But then who, who, what do you do in terms of formation? Because, as I said, Jordan Gibson's not available because he's got his fifth book into the season against Stockport. Edmonton's uh, serving the second of his free game ban. Um... I wonder
2: if we'll maybe switch to a very flat four-four-two for this.
1: How do you work that? Then that's the question. That that's the question. Uh, do you when I say that,
2: flat, I mean... you you possibly you either put in.
1: Well, if Huntington's back, surely he plays. Yeah, Huntington's back. He plays now. Then what do you do? You maybe push Mellish into midfield, possibly. You could maybe push Mellish on left midfield. Put yeah, put him left midfield. Then you have you'd have
2: Guy and Moxon in the middle, who could play right midfield.
1: I mean, it's a shame because Taylor Charles actually could do a job on the left midfield as well. (laughs) Actually, couldn't. That's the only option. Um, It's a hard one to judge, isn't it? I I think he will stick with the three at the back because I think we, we we work around that basis. That's the way we play. Go. Free the back, you can always move Melish into midfield if you really need to and go four 3 3 Um Yeah. I, I think Harris starts and I think Stretton comes in having played his forty five against Stockport. I think that's I think, I think
2: I think Stretton will play with Dennis up front and mm. then you've got Torby on for the Stretton if he's
1: blowing a bit. Nice one,
2: yeah.
1: Um again you're gonna to have to have Ballardo on the bench. you're probably gonna to have to bring Ryan Carr back onto the bench as well, aren't you? I think for this one. Yeah. It's it is very much the bare bones when you've got two YTS players to make up your age. Could we see
2: maybe Whelan pushed into midfield if we did I, go for I,
1: I don't trust him in midfield. i, I at, don't. Uh, but
2: could you play him on the right? A bit bit out mm, there, but I don't think he's it would cer nice. I, I think it would certainly solidify us if we had Mellish and Whelan in the
1: middle. I mean you could put Finn back on the right midfield. You could put push push Whelan to right back to, to fill in yeah, there and get
2: yeah. or you could play Ellis
1: you could actually it's a good point actually. I didn't even think about Jack yeah. I mean Ellis I think has played a bit in midfield as well in the past so you never know you could, yeah. there's options there isn't there possibly but um,
2: yeah, I think it's one of them we're not going to know until we see the team sheet
1: are we no, definitely not, I don't think. But, I mean, Huntington, yeah. if he's fit, he comes back in. There's there's, there's no arguments about that, I don't yeah. think. And, and it's just which one of uh, Feeney and Whelan are the, the unlucky sod that comes out. But there you go. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, let's do predictions then, Dan. Uh, in terms of the predictions league, uh, it's me and you out in front. You're on 10 points. I'm on eight. Uh, Mike, still very much lagging behind on four points so far. <laughs> but there you go. Um, what are you going to go for?
2: I'm going for a bit of a dowel one-all draw here. Hmm. I I think I, given our injuries and our running games, we've had uh, tough opponent. Don't concede many. I'd, I'd take a one all draw and run here. Are
1: you going to go for the goal, Christian Dennis? Of course you are. Of course you are. Silly question. I'm into my because I very nearly predicted a defeat for the Stockport game. Whether I should go for my first defeat this season, because if if you it's believe disgusting. our predictions, we'd be unbeaten fifteen games, wouldn't we? If you for us, yeah. it, it would be. Well, do I care more about getting points on the prediction thing? Well, this is it. Impossible. Yeah. That's the question. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-one draw as well, and uh, I'll go for a Paul Huntington goal from a corner. I've been coming back; yeah. he'll, he'll get a goal from a corner. Um, right, let's see what Mike had to say.
2: So I'm going to go for exactly what I
1: went on Tuesday night for how well that went, um, and I'm going to say a one-one draw with Christian Dennis getting a goal. Ooh it's basically just if it finishes 1-1 it's just who gets the goal scorer isn't it I suppose yeah probably be Jack Stretton now we've done all that weren't we I guess, yeah uh, but there you go Jack Armour finally gets his goal or something. yeah exactly that'll probably what it'll be right uh, let, let's get things wrapped up down with the x file section uh, a little bit to cover because we've got last weekend stuff we didn't cover that in midweek so uh, yeah plenty of uh, goals all about the place though isn't there
2: yeah uh, last weekend Jerry Yates continued his impressive form for Blackpool as he scored twice in their 4-2 Derby win, I'm going to jump the gun a little bit he is apparently being tracked by Bournemouth, Brentford and Glasgow Rangers according to BBC Gossip I think
1: he'll get a move in January I think he'll get a move in January
2: Ashley Addison scored a brace for Crawley in the 3-2 home win over uh, Mansfield Mm -hmm. Paddy Madden was on the score sheet for Stockport in the 2-0 Derby at Salford It's not really a Derby is it, I think the Stockport
1: fans don't like calling it that but there you Uh, go
2: <laughs> uh, Brandon Comley was sent off for Walsall in the one all draw at Sutton. Aaron uh, Hayden scored for Wrexham as he drew one all at Boreham Wood. Kedwin Scott scored for Notts County in a three 0 win over Maidstone. He really does look like
1: uh, one that got away, doesn't he, really? Yeah. Scott, the more you see him.
2: Liam Noble scored a lovely free kick for Morpeth in the one all draw at Atherton. Here's a name we've uh, been waiting for. We've
1: got a drum roll. Uh, No I don't actually, I don't think Manny
2: Mampala scored for Hyde United In their 1-0 win over Mars And uh, David Simonton scored a brace for Workington In their 2-1 win at Hanley Uh, On to the midweek A couple of repeat appearances here Ashley Addison on a good run of form Scored in (laughs) Crawley's 2-0 draw at Colchester Here's one we haven't had for a while Jack Gleach Jack Bridge scored for South End in a 3 0 win at Maidstone.
1: I almost forgot he was at South End, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he just said popped
2: that's, up. A, that's a good Essex Kent yeah. Derby, isn't it? Yeah. Uh Adam Campbell grabbed a consolation for Gayton in a 3 1 defeat at Scunford. Now he is the one that we missed, signed for Wealdstone the mm. other week. Scored in uh they got hammered six one at home to not counting. Yeah. Micah Obiero scored wow. for Wheelstone.
1: 6-1 win for North County and Kedwin Scott didn't even bloody score in it, did he? Yeah. McCall yeah. Langstorff did though, didn't he? Again, one yeah. that you feel like we should have really been on to, but there you well.
2: go. Adam Hayden scored again, seventh goal in 15 appearances this season for Wrexham as they beat Halifax 3-1. I mean,
1: most strikers will be happy with that record,
2: wouldn't they? Yeah. Blimey. Connor Thompson scored in Morpeth Town's one-all draw at Gainsbury. Mm. And he has won, I don't think he's been mentioned before,
1: I don't think we mentioned him moving there either. I didn't realize he'd left Wrexham even.
2: Well, we knew he had, but Sean oh. Drizzly scored for Buxton as they beat Darlington two one. Oh. I don't think he's been mentioned as a goal scorer, has he?
1: No, definitely not. Definitely no. not. But, I mean,
2: it... and just one other piece of news: yeah. James Tavernier made his two hundred fiftieth appearance for Rangers in the one all draw
1: with Livingston. Livingston were seconds away from getting their first ever win at Ibrox, weren't they? Apparently, Shamal George mm. had a brilliant game for them. So uh, I'm sure he'll be disappointed, but he's by all accounts he's done quite well actually living since since he's gone up there. So yeah, Fair play the lad. Yeah, that's it then. Done. Um, a little bit shorter than usual since we don't have the away section bit. But um, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening. No, thanks for the to our sponsors, the London Branch once again for for their support. Um, kind of an upcoming episodes, obviously I mentioned. We're going to try and get that Christian Dennis interview out early next week. Um, and we'll obviously have another preview of the Tranmere Rovers FA Cup game. <laughs> what well, we might do that we might change it up a little bit because obviously we've we'll already talked about them as a, a team, and we're reviewing the Tranmere Rovers game. Um, we might have a little chat about FA Cup games, Dan. I think that might be a good one to do. Talk about some classic. You're having a on holiday. Oh God, you are, aren't you? Right, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, me and me and Mike then might have a little <laughs> chat, or I might get a special guest on to do one. We've actually yeah. if there's anyone oh. else who fancies coming on to, to yeah. the episode next week? But, um, but yeah, there you go, Dan. Thanks for joining me no bother always appreciate it and thanks everyone for listening and up the blues up the blues (laughs) up the
2: blues